Hello and welcome to The Point of Everything. My name is Ono Sullivan and today it's kind of a hardworking class heroes review slash interview with two of the bands who played the festival. I didn't get to go to hardworking class heroes. I always do try and go, but my friend had a big 30, big 3-0, big 30th birthday. So I couldn't really say no to going to that. So I decided hardworking class heroes, which has just been slimmed down to two days, 50 bands. It's usually three days and about 100 bands or something like that playing. So it's kind of slimmed down. So there was no way that I was even going to sneak sneak up to Dublin for a day of it. So I said I talked to a band who's playing at each uh, on each day. So I talked to Swimmers Jackson, which is Niall Jackson. He's a bassist in Bouts and he also uh, is co-host with Keelan of the Irish Jam on Wandsworth Radio, of which I am a contributor. I do New Music Friday uh, every second week, alternating with Chris Jones, formerly the editor of AU Magazine. So I talked to Niall a lot about that and the Irish Jam is actually going to be switching to Tuesday night so definitely check it out at the Irish Jam on Twitter and hopefully I'll still be continuing despite the uh, change in day and time it's going to be Tuesday nights from now on but Niall came over from London he got a few of his mates and they're back to being Summers Jackson for this show so I chatted to him about that he he was kind of one of the first acts on over the uh on the day in question, he was playing at quarter past seven in the Workman's Club. And then the next day in the Workman's Club, AMAC were playing. AMAC have just undergone a a bit of a lineup change. It's it's a two-piece. And as Aoife will explain in the podcast, they're kind of going a little bit away from the jungly pop stuff. Now, her words. And so they're one member fewer. Ellie has decided to leave the band, but AMAC are going to continue on. And from what I heard of people talking about it online and some of the pictures that I saw, it was still an absolutely great show. So I decided to take uh, their two perspectives and I talked to them. So that's coming up now. You're going to hear uh, Niall from Summers Jackson up first. And then after that, it's going to be uh, Aoife from AMAC. So as usual with the podcast, thank you for listening. You can uh, tweet me or email me at TPOE blog or email is um, the point of everything at gmail.com. If you have any thoughts on hardworking class heroes and want to let me know, or if you have any thoughts on what the guys say, be sure to uh, get in contact. But let's let's cut to Niall, who's who had a flying weekend. He was over in he was over for like the day and then he was on the flight back to London at like half seven on Saturday morning or something. So fair play to him for doing Hardworking Class Heroes next year. And here's to 2018 of Hardworking Class Heroes, where hopefully I will go again. Because it does sound like it it has been rejuvenated, cutting it down and kind of uh, keeping the quality high, I think. And it sounds like, well, certainly from talking to those two, that it was as good as it's ever been. So this is uh, Niall from Summers Jackson first and then Aoife from AMAC coming up later. Well, first of all, Niall, before we start talking about hard working class heroes, how was Phoenix on Saturday night? Yeah, Phoenix were amazing as ever. I actually saw them twice, managed to see them twice in one month because they played the Electric Picnic um, at the start of the month in Ireland. So I was home for that. And then, yeah, the Alexandra Palace, which is a crazy big venue. Um, it's kind of like, I guess, it would be similar to the Tree Arena. It has this whole kind of like festival food and drink area outside. So um, it's actually a bit too big, but we managed to get up close to the front. And yeah, the, the show Phoenix Plan was phenomenal. It's about six times I've seen them. So uh, yeah. Whoa, six times? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was there from the start. They've been around about 16 years. Um, I've, been there, I've been pretty much in 
since since day one. Uh, like Wolfgang Amadeus Phoenix is is still kind of the main thing that I know them for. What like did they play a lot of the new stuff? How did it sound? Yeah, it was a good. Like most of it was a new album, Tiamo, which is a very kind of an Italian type, you know, disco rock affair. Um, but they did touch on all the albums. They only played one or two off the first album, United. Didn't actually didn't play anything off the second album, Alphabetical. And then it was pretty much a mixture of the third, fourth, fifth, and sixth records. But yeah, yeah, it was a really good show. And like they don't put a foot wrong. And even their stage setup was insane. It was like going to a pop concert. Like it was just this huge lighting setup, kind of a diagonal mirror behind them, so you could see everything going on. The floor was reflected into the mirror. So it was just this really cool show. Like my girlfriend was there as well, and she's more into like pop music, and she was blown away by it. Cool. Well, it was it was a really busy weekend for you. You're obviously living in London, so you flew over on was it Thursday night for your show ahead of your show on Saturday, or on uh, Friday night? Yeah, I had to rehearse with the two lads who used to be in Swimmers, the band before I moved here, and changed to Swimmers Jackson. So I I wanted to do a half and half kind of setup. So um, yeah, I flew home to rehearse with them all day Thursday. Um, I missed the opening night then of like they had a keynote speaker, the Edge Man that manages the Pixies. And been interviewed by Jim Carroll, so I missed that, but I think it was worth it to rehearse with the lads and catch up on the three or four songs that we wanted to do together. Oh, okay. So it was just you, and then like half of the set was you and the other two lads as well. Yeah, a little bit of column A and a little bit of column B. So I did four of the new songs that I've written since I moved to London, two of them being the singles, Summer's Here and Life's Short, that I released this uh, summer, and then uh, two, one other brand new one and one kind of oldie. And then the lads came on stage for the last four songs. So yeah, I managed to squeeze eight songs into 25 minutes. That's pretty good. Well, I mean, that Summer's Here track is two minutes. You could have played that 12 times. Oh, like, yeah, Life's Short is less than two minutes. Uh, summer's Here is about three and a half. Yeah, so by the time I played those two songs, if you missed my first five minutes, you'd miss my two new releases. <laughs> who who are the two lads, by the way? Uh, Barry McNeil, who's, who I went to college with, actually. Um, big Phoenix fan as well, actually. Um, he plays bass. And then Steve McCann, who, yeah, I've, I've grown up with since I was a teenager. He plays drums. Uh, and it's great because they're just uh, kind of happy to play gigs. So it's great when I go back to Ireland, if they're free and available, they'll, they'll hop on board. So have, I presume that in your former guys, well, in your erstwhile guys with Bouts, you guys have played uh, hardworking class heroes before. How, how has it changed, just judging by this year and when you've played it before? Uh, yeah, I've played it now four times because I played it with Autumn Owls years ago, then I played it with Bouts, played it as Swimmers, the band, and now this time was as, as myself, Swimmers Jackson. It's changed massively, actually. I have to say, as much criticism as I can get in some quarters, it's, it's improved massively. And they have to this year to 50 acts. And I felt that really was a good idea because uh, if I go back a few years ago when Bouts closed the Saturday night, which was um, what Bitch Falcon did this year, they actually forgot to even put us on the flyer that year. And it felt a bit like more haphazard and 100 bands was hard to give love to all the bands. Um, and this year, it felt like the 50 acts that they chose really got taken care of. Um, now, it's still an unpaid gig, as, as most people know, but it is an industry showcase. So they are putting you in touch with people you want to talk to, people from South by Southwest, people from Primavera, bookers, people who sync music to TV shows, uh, Pop Montreal were there, Great Escape were there. So really you are getting what you should be looking to get out of a showcase. You are meeting people. Jeff Travis from Rough Trade was there. 
It, is it hard not to kind of fanboy over these guys as well? Like Jeff Travis, I wouldn't be able to uh, to keep my my thoughts straight talking to him. Yeah, I mean, I I actually really enjoyed talking to him because he, he's just like he's 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 getting on a bit. He's in his sixties, I guess. But uh, he just said to me, "What are you going to do about uh, saving the moribund state of indie rock music?" Um, so I thought that was pretty funny. No pressure. So I told him me, me and him will single-handedly save it. Um, but I, I did get talking to a few of the Irish delegates who, who were like giving advice to uh, the bands. And they said that, yeah, some of the younger bands might have been a little bit, you know, out of their depth or a bit scared by, by what was ahead of them because they're just writing their first songs and they're already being told to sync their music, to get a manager, to make sure they're like, you know, they got all their rights it's all good advice, but it might be a lot to take in for a band with one or two songs. It seems like there's so many coming out of BIM now that like a lot of them do have good thoughts and they know the way that it works as well, though. Yeah, they definitely put me to shame. Like I'm more kind of from yeah the pre-BIM days. I think 11 of the 50 bands were BIM and uh, they are kind of smart and, and yeah, knowledgeable and professional. I mean, I've mixed opinions about that. The songs are still the most important thing. But yeah, they do seem to kind of know a lot more than I would have when I was 20 years old. Um, so yeah, fair play to them. But then again, there is this other side where uh, I played the Workman's Club and, and I played with loads of bands who were doing well for themselves. Paquito, Fontaine's, Other Creatures, Hattie Hanna and Thumper. But uh, these bands really felt like they were coming out and like giving their performance of a lifetime. Um, you know, they all had their stagecraft kind of well honed and the Paquito guy in particular was just like he came out like Shakira this big hairy guy with a big beard and long curly hair and like he was like he was like you could tell he thought about this performance and he was going to give it like 100% I think that Paquito is probably the only act that I don't know on that Workman's Club lineup on the Friday night what kind of music was it? Um, we play. I play, I do a radio show over here, and we played them before. So I had heard one or two of them. It is kind of world music, definitely not for everyone, but but certainly like they were second on. They were on just after me in the Workmen's Club, and and the place went from half full to to being jammed. And and the guy really knows how to get a crowd going. It is kind of this fusion music. Um, I actually would, wouldn't know how to put my finger exactly on what it is. And what about the other? You stay. You stayed in the Workmen's Club for the rest of the night. Yeah. Yeah, well, I had gotten a lend of a lot of gear, guitars and drums, because obviously I don't live in Dublin. So, yeah, it was easier for me to stay in one place. There was the Grand Social, the Underground Tramline and the Tower Building. Haven't been to the Underground Tramline or the Tower Building, so I would have loved to get over to them. Um, but, yeah, the Workmen seemed to be kind of an in, an indie rock night. Uh, yeah. So I've seen Paddy Hanna a bunch of times. Obviously, he had the girl band lads with him this time. Every time I see Paddy Hanna, he's a different band. Um <laughs> Humper were these low, like five or six young lads. Um, they they were very guitar. I think you played them on the radio show that I do before. Like it's like a lot of guitars. Um, yeah, and then other I, other creatures were kind of this. I think they're managed by Trout Records. Um, yeah, so all these bands they seem to be like, and then the Fontaines who who you might have seen their video last week. They're kind of going for this. Like, I got to know the lead singer kind of came across like cross between uh, Ian Curtis from Joy Division and Dara Kiley from Girlband. Yeah, listening to their, I, I don't know, is it their debut single, but like certainly their new single last week, yeah, Girl Band was the first thing that came to mind. And I think that there's a lot of kind of that type of music kind of threatening to come out uh, from Dublin at the moment. 
Yeah, well, I guess it was, goes back to what Jeff Travis said to me, like, who is going to be the band that saves indie rock music from its moribund state? Um, yeah, I don't know. They're the five I saw uh, after myself. It was Paquito, Fontaine's, Other Creatures, Paddy Hanna and Thumper. My highlight from those was probably still Paddy Hanna. Yeah. Still best of best songs. But yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely interesting. Cool. So what what did you tell um, like the guys at the speed session? Like, what's your what's your plan for the rest of the year? Yeah, it was a bit, it was, it was a bit, uh, fast. There was like international delegates, everybody from, uh, Primavera Sound to Sync from Aid and Chelsea to South by Southwest and then all these different beggars group and, and, uh, Sync and publishing groups. And then there was all the Irish, uh, delegates that we probably know better, like, you know, Bob Gallagher, the music video director and, uh, Martin Byrne, the other voices, music trail, Booker, Nyler Nine was there. Ray Donahue from C-Sessions. I mean, they're all just trying to give you advice, really. Um, so I'm not sure if it's really a pitch. You just kind of go to them. You tell them what, who you are, and they kind of tell you who they are. And then if you have any kind of questions, they'll do their best to answer them. Um, I think some younger bands made a mistake of thinking it was this pitch to get, you know, an immediate response. Yeah, that that's kind of what I would think of it as. But then I've never been in a band, and I've never had to do these speed sessions anyway. I, I don't know what I would say to bands. Like, I don't know how like what if there's one way to go about you know being successful in quote marks yeah no there isn't and that's a pretty disgusting kind of idea anyway but uh, i was talking to one of the irish delegates and, and he did mention that he was surprised by how many bands you know kind of got it wrong and um, so i guess yeah but and then all that stuff will help i guess just chatting to people who are involved in the industry and um, so yeah i just kind of tried to you know give them the song that i had out and chat about what i'd done previous and, and told them I was available but I, 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 Jeff Travis was probably still the best tra- chat I had because he was more interested to talk about the Irish music scene and where I thought it was and yeah he was he was a cool guy. Cool and so so what are you up to for the rest of the year are you back in the recording studio? I have all the all nine songs that I, that I have written in the last year or two I have them all recorded and um, with Darren Nolan and um, he was actually involved at Hard Work Nice Heroes as well he was one of the mentors um, but I recorded nine tracks with him in March. I've released two. So I kind of do that and then I'll take the next one I like and we'll we'll mix that together and then get it mastered. So I'll probably just dribble out a few more singles um, and, and then hopefully release an EP either at the end of this year or the start of next year. I was I was told by one or two of the delegates to go for the full album. And then, and then on the other hand, other ones were like, no, no, just keep releasing EPs and then just put out your best 10 songs. So it seems like even the delegates are not like, you know, in unison over what you should do. Well, yeah, you keep hearing about like, oh, the album is dead, the album is dead. But still, like, everybody wants to release an album and everybody says you have to release an album. Yeah, but then again, you are judged so hugely on your album, whereas EPs you can kind of release without pressure. I don't know, I'm, I'm as confused as, as the next person. You probably have one of these young bands, they seem to know way more. Um, one guy told me, one guy actually told me, I, I won't name any names, he told me I was too old. He said, you should hook up and be a co-writer with some young thing. Um, yeah, some young 20-year-old thing. So that was about the most depressing thing I heard all weekend. Wow. <laughs> I, I don't know what oh, yeah. to say to that. No, neither did I. I was like, all right, sure, it's uh, only five minutes with each person. So I'm sure this awkward conversation will end in about two minutes. <laughs> um, well... Uh, yeah, as you mentioned, we do a radio show together, New Music. Well, it's usually a New Music Friday segment that I do, but uh, you guys on the Irish Jam, you and Keelan are moving to Tuesday nights now. 
We are moving to Tuesday nights, yeah. Um, we just felt that Fridays between two of us trying to do some work as well. We were, we were missing more shows than we were doing, so we both seem to be free on Tuesday nights. It's the Irish Jam um, is the Twitter handle, and it's on wandsworthradio.com or via the TuneIn app every Tuesday. And yeah, yourself and Chris Jones, uh, we have you guys contributing on New Music Friday. Well, yeah, we're going to have to change the name there, aren't we? New Music Tuesday New music. Nights. New Music nice. Tuesday Nights hasn't, hasn't got the same ring, has it? <laughs> Uh, no, but uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to chatting on the radio with you about all of the good new Irish music. And it does seem like hardworking class heroes, you know, people knock it. And every so often I kind of knock it as well. But it's just like th- there's nothing else really like it, I don't think, in the Irish music calendar. And it, it always seems to kind of be a refreshing uh, kind of festival in in early October, late September, as it was this year. And it seems like, yeah, it does have a bit of it, it kind of got a shot in the arm this year. Definitely. Yeah. And I do have to give them credit. They're like, they were so on top of everything. Um, you know, we were left wanting for nothing as regards, you know, if you had a question, it was answered within the, within the hour. And like the social media side of things, which is a tough game. They were really on top of that. They were trying to make sure every band got covered. Uh, the venues seemed really good. I mean, I didn't, I didn't get to catch the Saturday, but I would have liked to see a lot of the acts they had there. So there was some good stuff there. I mean, they had Bitch Falcon and Bantam, um, and you know who wouldn't be like you know brand new, but I think it's worthwhile making sure people know about them. Uh, so yeah, I think th- I think it was more more good stuff definitely, and the, and the conferences were really strong. Jim Carroll did a great job on on hosting a bunch of conferences, and then there was the speed sessions obviously, and then there was even other other uh, master classes in the band camp room and the chocolate factory. Finally, was a great choice of venue for all these things to happen, and it was just big and you know, accessible and a nice coffee shop downstairs. So I, th- I thought, yeah, it's definitely probably the best year they've had. Oh, good words. Strong words. Uh, are you going to any, any big gigs in London this week? I am. I'm on the same probably run as everybody in Ireland. Uh, the National was last week, Phoenix was this week, and then next week is Grizzly Bear. Oh, I'm going to see Grizzly Bear in Dublin on Wednesday. So, yeah, I think I'll see them the night before you. Yeah. I think I'm the Tuesday. Over in uh, London, in, in electric electric ballroom. It's going to be good. I think that I think Painted Ruins is probably my album of the year. Oh, hang on. I think no, sorry, it's going to be, yeah. Painted Ruins is definitely one of my albums of the year. But I'm thinking they're starting a tour in Dublin, so I must be after you. I'm the ninth, I think. That's next week. Yeah, yeah. So you you must be like two days from now, are you? Uh, yeah. Oh well, yeah. No, it's going to be great. The stuff I've seen from uh, you know, the American TV shows they've done has looked pretty incredible. Cool. Well, listen, uh, enjoy that and enjoy your day off today. Thank you. Yeah, it's about time. Bloody hell. After your weekend. Jet lag from London to Dublin. I'm getting yeah. so, I'm getting, well, maybe your man is right. I'm getting so old that I need to just uh, <laughs> take, a few, take a few days off just to recharge the battery. Um, okay. On that note, Niall. Cheers, uh, Owen. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Hi, Eva from AMAC. Hello, Owen from Point of Everything. <laughs> uh, how was your weekend? It was really good. Um, absolutely wrecked now, but it was brilliant. Eye-opening. Eye-opening, really? Um, how so? Just industry-wise, we were kind of, well, we weren't blind to um, the business side of things, but <clears throat> we are kind of new to that. Um, like, we're a DIY band, so <clears throat> it was... It was just a bit mad meeting all the industry heads and realizing what we need and um, 
yeah, maybe we won't get as far as we thought we would without a management manager and without blah blah blah. And it was just, yeah, we just got lots of info that we never had before, you know. Yeah, you, uh, you're talking about the speed sessions. Talking about the speed sessions, yeah. Um, <clears throat> but I already knew there was unreal talents <laughs> anyway in Ireland. Um, but yeah, the speed sessions um, were very um, interesting. Uh, did you come through at BIM? We went through BIM, yeah. Um, two years out of BIM now, so. Yeah. So, like, uh, I, I kind of know a little bit about it. it. It sounds like it does give you a bit of a good grounding in terms of, like, the music business. Um, it definitely, like, we met a lot of people and obviously I met a band there, so that's brilliant. Um, I don't know, if it's, they're, they're, they're a brilliant college and they're lovely people. You see, I, 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 didn't, I didn't do music business in BIM, I just did performance, <clears throat> which is my own fault. Um, so I didn't, I haven't got a business ahead of me at all, to be honest. Um, but yeah, no, learned a lot and met loads of cool managers and bookers. Um, showcase festival bookers and they're all just really <clears throat> lovely and open and honest with us um, so it was, it was nice to get some advice on like what, what to do next with the band um, obviously I don't want to do that crack I'd love to just um, be able to make music and not have to worry about that but since we're doing it ourselves we do have to worry about it um, so it was just nice um, being told <clears throat> um, being encouraged um, and got info that we wouldn't have gotten without the speed sessions, you know, or met people that we never would have met. So it was pretty cool. <clears throat> That's good, because I was talking to uh, Niall from Swimmers, who was also at the speed sessions, and it sounds like it's just a great idea for the bands to go along and, and do all these things. Like, I only come at hardworking class heroes uh, from a punter's perspective, you know, just going to see yeah. as many bands as I can. But it's great that there is, that it is kind of a festival for the bands too. Yeah, totally. Yeah, especially a band just starting out. Really, um, <clears throat> it, it's brilliant. Great contacts to make. Like everyone gives you their card. Everyone wants to get in touch, and that tells you send send your music to them and blah blah. Like everyone's really interested, and they're not just there because they're being paid to be there. You know, they they really want to be there and meet new bands, and they're interested. Obviously, that's their job. Um, they love music, but um, yeah, it was really cool. I I, I enjoyed that. So just. So just before we actually talk about uh, your set at the weekend and what you saw, like, do you want to just uh, explain what AMAC is, if people haven't heard? So <clears throat> AMAC is now, <laughs> and we're a six-piece band, um, kind of old pop, avant pop. Um, <clears throat> we're, we've recently undergone a lineup change, obviously, so um, that's quite difficult. So we are kind of reinventing ourselves. Um, in the process of <clears throat> so obviously this weekend their first gig um, without Ellie who was a focal point of the band um, <clears throat> so it was really it was a tough one um, but we're looking forward to change like the music is going to be a bit different it's not going to be so jungly poppy um, it's a little bit darker now um, less like our first EP sorry I'm just going on a ramble now our first EP there's just 20 different melodies in the one song, you know. <clears throat> so we're just learning to be better songwriters. And um, by myself, I know I'm learning to be a better songwriter. <clears throat> I'm just streamlining things and um, slightly more electronic now. Um, but yeah, we're a six-piece band, bass, guitar, keys, 
some tracks, um, unfortunately, <laughs> and drums and percussion. Um, and yeah, I, 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 that, that's it. Like. <laughs> so like Ellie left and, and you kind of like reassessed the situation. You were like, do we continue as a Mac or do we kind of... Yeah, totally. First off, I thought, oh, we both thought, um, oh God, it's over now. <clears throat> and we felt like that for a few weeks. <clears throat> and then... I thought, fuck, I still want to do this, of course, I want to make music. And it was myself and the lads um, writing the songs. I wrote the songs and I brought them to the lads and we arranged them. So musically, it, wasn't, it wouldn't have been, oh shit, well, we can't continue on um, with Ellie's songs or whatever, songs we've done together. <clears throat> so it wasn't like that. Um, so we just had, a, had a, a few chats and a few chats with Ellie and just decided we really want to do this. We still believe in it. Um, and yeah, name wise, <clears throat> we didn't know what to do with the name. So I think when you don't know what to do about something or you're not sure, just fucking leave it and it'll come, you know? <clears throat> so the name is AMAC for now, but we'll see what happens. I, I still feel like AMAC, you know, like I don't feel like it's not AMAC without Ali. <clears throat> um, yeah, so uncertain, but we're working towards, like after this, this weekend really instilled a lot of positivity in us. We were quite scared and nervous and <clears throat> I was fucking freaking out, to be honest. Um, it was quite difficult even just to think of myself performing on my own, you know, um, how would that come across or how I'd feel about it myself. But it went really, really well. I enjoyed it and we got lots of great feedback and... Um, yeah, we just feel a bit better about it all now since the first hurdle's over, you know. So yeah, AMAC, we're playing at uh, about quarter to nine or thereabouts in the Workman's Club. That's what it says in the schedule. I don't know if that actually happened, uh, if it if it stuck to the timetable that well. But did it feel? Did oh, it still yeah. feel like an AMAC show? It did, yeah. Um, it'll always be quite dramatic and um, I don't know, heartfelt. Um, I'm quite a theatrical performer and just naturally. Um, background musical theatre, <clears throat> so I'm a drama queen on stage, and <laughs> um, so it did. It did feel like um, it did feel like an AMAC show. Obviously, it was it was a bit upsetting. Um, it was weird. Like myself and Ali are best mates, you know. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I heard a lot that it was people were like, "Oh God, it it felt like it did feel like a different band." And of course, it will because we had it as the two of us, and there was synchronized dancing, and it was quite a spectacle. Like. Um, so it'll never be the same, but I think I think change is okay. Change is good. Um, it's still it's still the same music, you know. And the dancing is still there, I presume. The dancing is still there. Um, obviously, I didn't do the exact same dance move. That would have just been a bit fucking weird, like. <laughs> um, but I, the dancing is still there in some form, yeah. And di- and did you have new songs to to play for the first time? Yeah, uh, we had a few new tunes which was exciting was exciting to be able to do that because we haven't had new songs in a while like um yeah I was working during the summer I was working with our keyboard player Dan he's a wizard um on the laptop just with the tracks and stuff he's going to be a brilliant producer and um, just myself and himself working away during the summer and we now have two new tracks that we're really happy with and um, we've summer tracks as well but we just did two uh, for the gig um, yeah, they're kind of darker, a bit more, I'm obsessed with the knife, um, at the moment, so they're kind of influenced by the knife and 
Sylvanesso and <clears throat> just a bit more dancier, a little bit darker. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I'm excited about them. I like them. <laughs> I like performing them. And uh, do, are, are you going to record them? Is that kind of the plan for the for the rest of the year? Try and get them down and released? Yeah, so they're demoed now. Um, we sent them off for feedback and we'll be releasing them before Christmas. So looking forward to that, having something new out just to be like, here we are, this is what we are now, you know. <clears throat> um, so yeah, I look forward to it all settling down and just writing some more and gigging some more. Cool. And just going back to Hard Working Class Heroes, uh, it seemed like you got a really good crowd as well, considering like it's still relatively early, like quarter to nine. Yeah, no, I was I was surprised to be honest. Um, it was packed out. It was totally packed. Um, so it was brilliant to see. Um, it's lovely to see all my mates and family in the crowd <clears throat> cheering me on. It's okay, Eva. You're not shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's reassuring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're okay on your own <laughs> um, but yeah no it was packed out which was which was cool I'm sure people were curious to see what the hell it would be like um so I'm sure there was a bit of negativity and positivity after it um but whatever um yeah I was happy with it I, I thought it went a lot better than it would because I was so anxious about it in general you know yeah. so yeah happy out and and so did, were you in the workmen's club for the night? Who else? Who else did you see? I was there for the night. Saw Molly Sterling, who is brilliant. I only heard of her. I've never seen her live. I've seen a few tracks online, but her voice is her voice is gorgeous. Her songs are really direct, you know. Um, and then I saw Bitch Falcon for the first time as well. So they were fucking amazing. They kind of have um, a bit of a, a lineup change as well, don't they? They've kind of changed bassist. Yeah, their bassist left. Um, yeah, God love them. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> um, yeah, no, they were fantastic. I've never, I obviously, I know they're they're a cool band and they're making waves, but I've never seen them before. So <clears throat> she's amazing. She's just really raw, isn't she? Lizzie. Fucking yeah, she's just fucking doesn't give a shit. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she's really cool to watch. Really free and empowering. Like, it's cool. Yeah, and and it's um, nice yeah. that like, oh, sorry. No, you go on ahead. Go on. <laughs> it, it's nice that, like, it was packed out for all of these acts. Like, I don't know. I think Frankenstein Bolts released an album a uh, uh, short time ago. I think Orchid, Collect Orchid Collective, who opened the night, had an album as well. But, like, like they AMAC are only had. Brilliant. Yeah. Orchid Collective. <laughs> Sorry, go on. Yeah, they're good mates of mine. Oh, um, okay. I love this shit. Yeah. Yeah, but like AMAC yeah, only have like a single and maybe an EP, and Bitch Falcon only have a couple of singles, I think. So it's great that like y there was such a good crowd, and it just shows how like I don't know how positive or curious the Irish music audience is that you're that they're willing to yeah, come out totally. for all this. Yeah, well, all the new bands that are up and coming, like they're all they're fucking amazing. Like, um, <clears throat> I don't know, it's just it's a really cool scene to be in. Um, so yeah, why the hell wouldn't there be loads of people there? Because they're good bands. Yeah, um, yeah it, was, it was cool. Great. Well, it sounds like uh, you had a great weekend. You didn't? Uh, did you go to the Friday night? I didn't. I I went home. I live I live in Dundalk, um, and I was feeling oh. sick and nervous, and just needed a good sleep, to be honest. <clears throat> but um, I heard it was brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it was. And made the yeah, most of Saturday. Then. Made the most of Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. 
Very good. Well, uh, yeah, look, congratulations on, on the show and looking forward to hearing those new songs. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks very much. Cool. Um, yeah, thanks for my own. <laughs> yeah. Best of luck. 